shaytan is the one who threatens you with poverty. Ya'idu is from wa'da or wa'id. Wa'id is promise and wa'id is a threat. Wa'indal is the root. So shaytan threatens you with poverty. And what is faqr? Extreme poverty. When a person has nothing with them. So shaytan makes you think that if you give something away, then you'll have nothing left. And isn't this so true? Whenever you're thinking of giving something away, you think, what about me? What if? What if I don't have anything later? What if I need it tomorrow? Maybe you have like five jackets hanging in your closet and you haven't used two of them since like five years and they're in perfect condition because they're so nice and fancy. That's why you haven't really used them. And they're just hanging. And every time you think of giving it away, shaitan puts in your head, well, what if you need it tomorrow? What if you have to go to a really fancy event and you don't have a nice jacket to wear? Then what? He makes you feel like you're going to die out of poverty. This is from shaitan. Shaitan promises you poverty. وَيَأْمُرُكُمْ بِالْفَحْشَاءِ And he orders you with fahsha. Fahsha, fahashin, is outrageous deeds. Meaning an action that is so terrible that you cannot even see it. Even hearing about it, you know, disturbs you. Like for example, when you find out about war crimes that were committed many years ago or that are being committed today in some parts of the world. Hearing those details even, does that disturb you? Yeah? It disturbs you. When you find out about how somebody was killed, or how somebody mistreated a child, or an old person, it hurts you. Just hearing about it is disturbing. So fahsha is such an action. All right, And this includes actions such as zina, or qatl, murder. Okay, So shaitan orders you fahsha. What does it mean by this? Shaitan promises you poverty. This is why you become stingy. And shaitan orders you with fahsha. So you give what is khabis. You give what is bad. I mean, it's so terrible that if you were on the receiving end, you wouldn't even be able to look at it. But here, shaitan is telling you to give what? What is bad? So bad that you couldn't receive it yourself. And fahsha over here can also refer to wastefulness. Shaitan orders you to waste your money or to spend it only where you can show off, where you can get something in return, some praise or some kind of worldly privilege. And so when you waste your money like that or when you show off with your money, then when it's time to give charity or when it's time to give charity quietly, then you have nothing. You understand? Like for example, if you have a hundred dollars, ma'akasabtum, right? You earned a hundred dollars. And then you're like, yeah, finally I can go buy that game and I can buy all that chocolate I want and all that stuff I want from Tim Hortons and my mom doesn't buy me. You know, I'm just going to buy whatever I want. So you go, you throw that money around, you waste it, satisfying your desire and ego, Maybe showing off to people, yeah, I got, you know, a hundred dollars that I can give at Tim Hortons. So, fahsha. This is such cheap behavior. It's so horrible. This is from shaitan. And then when it's time to give charity, you say, oh, I don't have anything left. So this is from shaitan. Wallahu ya'idukum maghfiratan minhu. Allah promises you forgiveness from Himself. Meaning when you give in charity, Allah promises to forgive you. 
وَفَضْلًا and bounty. What does fadl refer to? Reward, increase in your money, barakah in your money. The Prophet ﷺ said that charity does not reduce wealth. But when it's time to give charity, shaitan makes you think that you're going to become the poorest person in the city. Whereas when you give, Allah promises you fadl. وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ And Allah is one who encompasses, His treasures are endless, and He's alim. He knows, He knows your deeds, He knows your needs. What do you expect from Allah? That if you give in charity, Allah will leave you poor? You give something to please Him, He will not fulfill your need? Is Allah poor? No. Is Allah not your master? Yes, He is. So if you do something good for His sake, can He not give you? He can. So Allah is wasir and He is alim. So don't be stingy and don't be wasteful. So we learn from this ayah that there's two ways of spending. One is that a person spends in obedience to shaitan. So he becomes wasteful, he spends in sin, he spends you know, selfishly or to show off, or he just hoards everything. This is from shaitan. And the other way is to spend in obedience to Allah. Then a person gives what he likes for himself. A person gives while having firm faith in Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives such a person and promises him great bounty. So we were learning about spending in the way of Allah and specifically what we should give in the way of Allah. And that is something that is clean, that is good, that we would like for ourselves. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us why we even think about being stingy or selfish or choosing what is not good for the sake of spending. And that reason is that this is from shaitan. Such thoughts are from shaitan. يُؤْتِ الْحِكْمَةَ مَنْ Allah says that Allah gives wisdom to whomever He wills. What is hikmah? Hikmah, wisdom, is basically to put something where it belongs. Okay, to put something where it belongs. That's the literal meaning of the word hikmah. Okay, that's how it's defined. And hikmah is wisdom. Why? Because wisdom is that you do what is right in the given place, in the given time, in the given situation. Right? Like for example, if everybody's really sad because everybody had a super bad mark in their exam, and you start saying, oh my God, I got 100%. Is that hikmah? Everybody's sad because everybody failed their exam, and you did really well, all right? and you start sharing your good news with people who are sad, is that going to make them happy or is that going to make them even more worried? It's going to make them more worried, right? So that's not wisdom, right? Wisdom is that you do the right thing at the right time, in the right amount, in the right situation. And when it comes to the context of spending, then hikmah in spending is to know what to spend, where to spend, how much to spend, Right? Because sometimes what happens is that we think, okay, I want to give charity. You know what? I'm going to give everything that I have away. Is that wisdom? No. Or a person thinks, well, you know what? I have to look after my needs and my wants and my desires and my wishes. So whatever I have, I'll keep for myself. And when it comes to charity, yeah, maybe I'll get something from the dollar store. That's not hikmah. Hikmah related to spending is what? Good money management. That when you... Manage your money so good that you are able to look after your needs. You are able to spend on those who are around you. 
you are able to spend on ibadah also, on worship. Hikmah also includes that you know where not to spend. Okay, where to spend and where not to spend. A lot of the times when we have money, why do we run out? Why do we run out? Because we are impulsive buyers. Right? We're at the mall and we have some cash with us and something looks like a good deal because it says in big words, 60% off. And these days, oh my God. Right? You just pass by a store and it's as if you are being pulled right through a very strong magnet because there's big signs. Everything 60% off. And as you go in, you see so many things that you are not in need of But you feel like, oh, it's only 60% off today. Right? Today. This weekend. If I don't buy it today, then it might not be 60% off next week. And what if I need to give that as a gift to someone? What if I need it for myself? Maybe I need it. Maybe I will like it. Right? So, hikmah is that you are deliberate in your spending. You are conscious in your spending. You are far-sighted in your spending. You're not impulsive. And you manage your money well so that you're able to look after your needs, you're able to spend on others, you're able to donate to good causes, you're able to save up so that you can go for Umrah, you can use the money that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you in good ways. You know, some people have a lot of money But they complain all the time. We need more money. We need more money. And some people have less money and they're able to do so much with that. What's the difference? The difference is in hikmah. One person has hikmah. He knows how to spend his money and the other person does not have hikmah. So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you wisdom so that you can spend your money in a good way. You can use it in a useful way. So, يُؤْتِ الْحِكْمَةَ مَنْ يَشَاءُ The Prophet ﷺ said that there are only two people worth envy. Two people which if you see them, you are right if you feel jealous of them. Who are those two people? One of them is a person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given knowledge. And there's different narrations. Some say knowledge of Qur'an. So that person, he recites the Qur'an, he teaches it, he passes that knowledge, and he acts upon it. So when you see such an individual, you should feel jealous of them. But I wish I could recite the Qur'an like that. I wish I knew so that I could also act upon this knowledge. And the other person is the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given money to, a lot of money to. And so he's just using that money in good causes. This is worth envy. And this can only come with hikmah, that a person knows where to spend, how much to spend. So that when... Good opportunities come before him, he's able to avail them. وَمَن يُؤْتَ الْحِكْمَةَ فَقَدْ أُوْتِيَ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا Whoever is given wisdom, then he's given a lot of good. A lot of good he's been given. How? Because through wisdom, this person will recognize opportunities and he will avail them. He will spend carefully. He will spend wisely. You see, for example, any action that you do on Laylatul Qadr. Right? Any action that you do on Laylatul Qadr. The reward is multiplied a great deal because Laylatul Qadr is better than a thousand months. Right? So it's as if you perform that action for a thousand months. Now, one is a person who is 
staying up on Laylatul Qadr. Every odd night of the last ten nights of Ramadan, they're staying up, they're making sure that they recite Qur'an, that they pray, they give charity. And so, if they have caught Laylatul Qadr and they've given charity on that night, it's as if they have given charity for a thousand months. Can you imagine? This is the benefit of wisdom. This is the benefit of hikmah, that you know what to do, when, and so you can earn so much reward. You know, some people are very silly in their spending. You give them a hundred dollars, they'll just go and buy maybe food. And there is another person who's so intelligent, they'll buy food, and they'll even buy dessert, and they'll even buy tea, they'll, for a whole lot of people, and they'll even come with a, a whole lot of change left. What's the difference? Hikmah. So, وَمَن يُؤْتَ الْحِكْمَةَ فَقَدْ أُوْتِيَ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا وَمَا يَذَّكَّرُوا إِلَّا أُلُوا الْأَلْبَابِ And none can take heed except the people of intelligence. So this means that people who spend wisely, they are who? Intelligent. And people who spend wastefully, are they intelligent? No, they're not intelligent. You know it is said that رَأْسُ الْحِكْمَةِ مَخَافَةُ اللَّهِ The crux of wisdom is the fear of Allah. The way you become wise is that you begin with fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So anything that you do, anywhere you spend your money, anytime you swipe or you tap, right, or you use your Apple Pay or whatever it is, anytime you do that, you think, would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala approve of this? Why am I doing this? Am I doing this to impress people? Am I doing this to please Him? So if you become conscious of every transaction that you make, then you'll become wiser. Then you will have money left over. Then you will have enough to spend in the way of Allah. وَمَا أَنْفَقْتُمْ مِنْ نَفَقَةٍ Whatever you spend of any nafaqa. Nafaqa, anything that you spend. So anything that you spend, meaning on yourself or in charity, Anything big, small, a huge amount, a little amount, anything that you give, or any vow that you make. What is a nadr? We have done this before also. A vow is basically something that you make compulsory on yourself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not obligated that you do it, but you have made it obligatory on yourself. Why? For some favor from Allah. So for example, you say that if I pass my exam, I'm going to give a hundred dollars in charity. For example, if I pass my exam, I'm going to give my favorite whatever makeup palette or whatever that you have to my sister. For example, like it's so important to you, you love it. But passing that exam is also so important that you say, okay, I'll give that away. Oh Allah, if you pass me in my exam, that's a nadr. You understand? So anything that you spend, any vow that you make, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُهُ Remember that Allah knows it. So what does it mean? Allah knows it, so fulfill the vow. Not that, okay, you pass the exam and you're like, oh well, it's not fard to give my favorite color palette to my sister. It's not fard. I'll give her something else. Maybe I'll buy it for her like in five years or something. Right? I'll give it to her maybe three weeks later. No. If you have made a vow, then fulfill it because Allah knows about it. And sometimes you, know, you make these promises in your heart. You don't even tell anybody. You say things like, okay, I really want to spend in the way of Allah. You know, next time there's a coat drive, I'm going to go buy like five jackets and I'm going to give them. Like You are making that intention in your heart. Allah knows it. Even if you didn't tell anybody about it, Allah knows it. 
So when Allah gives you the opportunity, then fulfill that. Commitment that you've made with Allah, fulfill it. And anything that you spend for anything, Allah knows about it. You know sometimes when you're spending your money, swiping, tapping, whatever, you're like, if my dad sees this, he's going to be so mad at me. That I'm spending $15 again on my dinner, right? Because I don't want to eat at home. If my dad sees this, he'll be so mad at me. You're scared of your dad. Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala approve of it? Allah knows it. وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارٍ And the wrongdoers will have no helpers. Ansar is the plural of nasir. So those who do wrong will have no one to help them. Now, another issue is discussed, which is that how should you give charity? Should you give it openly or should you give it privately? How should you give charity? You give me the answer. Privately? Why? Why should you give charity privately? Can you give me a reason? Okay, so it should be a secret between you and Allah. Okay, why else? So people don't start praising you and you know clapping for you. And because when they start praising you, clapping for you, then you start liking that praise. You started off with giving that charity for the sake of Allah. Now your intention has become corrupted. So give privately to an individual because if you publicize that you're giving charity to that person, it will hurt their ego. It will hurt their self-respect. Right? It will embarrass them in the community. Okay? When you give openly, you may feel a sense of pride, so it's better to give privately. Okay. Do you think it's good to give charity openly also? Yeah? What's the benefit of that? Okay? When you give, other people watch you giving, they say, okay, we should also give. So they're encouraged to spend very good. So if it's a cause, like an organization maybe, there's a fundraiser and one person gives a big amount and another person says, okay, if they gave these many thousands and I have all this money also, I should also give. So it's a source of encouragement for people. Good, mashallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in tubudu sadaqat, if you reveal the charities, tubudu ibda ba'da al-waw is to expose something, to do something openly so that it is known by others. And Secondly, it also means to disclose something to someone, meaning to tell others about it, to inform people about it. Okay? So in tubdu sadaqat, if you give charity openly, publicly, or if you tell people that you've given charity somewhere, then fani'immahi, how excellent it is. Meaning that's so good. It's wonderful. How is it good? Because it's going to create a culture of giving, a culture of generosity. It's going to encourage people to give. وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا But if you conceal it, خَافَايَا Meaning you give it privately. وَتُؤْتُوهَا And you give it to the poor. فُقَرَاء Plural of فَقِير Meaning when you're giving it to a poor person, and you give it secretly so that other people don't find out, فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ Then it is good for all of you. It's good for the giver. And it's also good for the receiver. How is it good for the giver? It's good for the giver because it will keep him humble. It will prevent him from showing off. And it's good for the receiver because it will maintain his dignity. وَيُكَفِّرُ عَنْكُمْ مِنْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ And Allah will remove from you some of your sins. If you think about it, your sins, are they a secret between you and Allah? Many of your sins, alhamdulillah, are just a secret between you and Allah. How? For example, you miss your fajr. For example, 
Your dad doesn't know. Your mom doesn't know. They think, oh, mashallah, our daughter, you know, since she's been going to Al-Huda, she's become so responsible. We don't have to wake her for Fajr anymore. She wakes up herself. Right, our son, we don't have to wake him up anymore. Mashallah, tabarakallah. So what happens? They don't come to wake you up and you don't wake up. And then by the time you wake up, you've missed your Fajr. And you say, astaghfirullah, and you get up and you pray immediately. You seek forgiveness from Allah. Who found out that you missed your Fajr? Your parents didn't figure out. Who knows? Only Allah knows. Many of your sins are secret between you and Allah. Also do some good deeds that are a secret between you and Allah. Okay? Where there are sins that are a secret between you and Allah, there should also be some good deeds that are a secret between you and Allah. No person knows about it. So, إِن تُبْدُوا الصَّدَقَاتِ فَنِعِمَّاهِ وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا وَتُؤْتُوهَا الْفُقَرَاءِ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ And the benefit is that Allah will forgive your sins. وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ And Allah is fully aware of whatever that you do. In a hadith we learn that charity given in secret extinguishes the wrath of the Lord. When you give charity in secret, then you are pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You may have done something previously that could have angered Allah. Now when you give charity secretly, that will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That will make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy with you. So anytime you feel like you've done something horrible, go and give charity. And give that charity privately. Keep it a secret between yourself and your Lord. You see in the Qur'an, we learn that whoever does righteousness, then they are preparing for themselves. فَلِأَنفُسِهِمْ يَمْهَدُونَ So when you give charity, you are helping who? Yourself. I mean, yes, that charity will help people, but in the long run, it's actually going to help you.